the only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool. She said that every living creature on Earth dies alone. Hey. It's bad dog Hope is a good thing. Maybe the best of things. And no good thing ever dies. I'm not The more you know who you are and what you want, the less you know. Things upset you. I've had a rough year, Dad. You want an unwritten life? I want an unwritten life. I just don't know what I'm supposed to be. I think you just gotta find something you love to do and then do it for the rest of your life. Conversation anyway. We haven't recorded anything since March, the week before my birthday. Yeah, and I don't think. Then you were moving out of the house. I think maybe I recorded one thing with Scott, maybe. Post that, maybe, but I... never released it. I don't know, just one of those things, but um, it's raining outside my window, too, so it might sound raining, but at least I'm here, and you can hear me. That's really all that matters, because only two people listen to this. <laughs> if, if I even put it up. <laughs> the last few things I've recorded, I haven't even put up. So. Out of laziness or because it goes places you didn't want it to go? Um, I just, I, I don't know. Like, I've lost, like, I, I still want to talk to people, but I've kind of just lost my my passion for, like, wanting to, like, podcast and release it. Like, I just, like, I'm like, I just want to record conversations I have with people. And, I mean, nobody listens to it anyway, so fuck it. <laughs> This is becoming like your serial killer journals. You're just uh, saving them away on hard drives. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, I'll screenshot it and send it to you. Maybe you can tell me. So for some reason now, I get this error message when I try to post uh, episodes. Like they go up, but in uh, um, the WordPress or whatever, like when mm-hmm. I post it, it tells me like uh, the something something's wrong with the file name. Like there's characters that shouldn't be there or something. And I'm literally just copying it from the AWS server. So like that okay. sounds familiar. Like I had that happen long long time ago in a yeah. website far away. <laughs> yeah, and so I also have not wanted to like frustrate myself to the point of. Uh, anger trying to figure it out so it's just been like oh well i have it and i'll I'll figure it out eventually (laughs) so oh man how is scott um his mom died i don't know if you knew that um i did he um i didn't know if you talked to him i should have reached out and i didn't and yeah no no i think it's one of those things she was so sick and they were not i mean it's hard to explain when you say sick, but, but, you know, she wasn't herself anymore for a long time. Yeah. I know that Um, was really upsetting for him. And, and I think that after a while, I think this is, there's a lot of peace around it's tough and it's final and it's real, but it's peaceful because it had been so rough for so long. Um, cause she, she took a, a pretty bad turn pretty fast. And, um, I think that was pretty surprising and it just was like, you hear about people plateauing for like two years and she just, it just seemed like it just was one step down after another. 
so i think i think it, it seems like you know he's sad but it's peaceful and that's positive if that makes sense um so that's that's how he seems to be doing but you, you never know because we're only texting we don't really talk on the phone or anything um very often and so it's just text but he seems um he seems okay yeah that's good i should reach out to him more and I he, don't. Sent, he sent me a little care package so in the middle of talking about his mom he's like what'd you think of the package he sent me because he you know he's a blu-ray collector like none i've ever known yeah and, i used to think i had a problem and then i saw scott's house and i was like i give up <laughs> like i'm now, just not gonna buy stuff anymore <laughs> He now has every single Criterion Blu-ray ever released. What the hell, man? And he um, he basically says it's just at this point like an extra monthly bill, and I just buy all of them that come out month to month, uh, so I'm never behind. I mean, he's never going to be able to watch all that. Well, I was reading him tweet about it to, I think, with Kyle Penyon. They were talking about it because he posted some pictures, you know, and... um. And sorry, I got a text that distracted me, but um, but they were talking about like or Kyle kind of said the same thing. How are you ever going to watch all of these? And he had a good point. He said, well, I'm a lot older than you. And like I went to college in UGA. And so I've been watching all this stuff since like I've seen most of the things I have at this point. It's like collecting them to collect them. But the movies, there's stuff, of course, I haven't seen, but I've seen a lot of these over the years. And I was like, well, that makes perfect sense because this is the guy who like drove to Atlanta every single weekend to do double features at the Terra or at the Midtown Art yeah. Cinema. So like when you have that and, and those theaters also would do retrospective screenings of the really big stuff and Criterion is great, but it's not so niche that it's all desperately hard to find. Um, so I think he's just seen it. He's just seen a lot of it. So it is amazing. He did some stat or something or like number wise. And he'd seen a lot of them, like most of them. I was pretty impressed. Um, and it's just mostly some like the newer stuff you had to catch up with. It seemed like. Um, but um, I was impressed either way. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, I, at this point, I guess it's like whatever keeps you somewhat sane and happy and is not detrimental to other people. Just yes. do that. <laughs> yes. No, I, I agree. I was having fun. From I think my version of it this year has been the the poster search over the summer, um, trying to knock off some holy grails that I've been looking for for these screen printed movie posters. And at some point, I realized like I've, I'm good. I got literally there's one I've wanted since the day it came out in like 2010 or something like that. And I've wanted it and wanted it, but I've told myself I'll only pay X amount for it. I won't pay over. I won't pay these crazy eBay surcharges. And I got it for like fifty dollars under that cost. And then I was still looking in the groups for the deals and the things. And I was like, I have to stop. I have the benefit of leaving Facebook is that I erase my like I'm not in those groups anymore, and so yeah. I can't I can't look at it and think about it. Um, but I was like, I oh, this has to this has to end because now I'm fine. But if I keep going then I will cause trouble. Yeah. No trouble caused by me now. Everything is good. I get that. Like, I, I hit my, my, I, I mean, I'm not done, but, like, I did hit my, my goal. So I was like, oh, I mean, it's great, but, like, it is kind of like, you really got to stop. Although, last weekend I did spend, like, $300 on comics. So. Well, so that was just about to say, because I'm assuming you're re referring to the X-Men search. 
yeah. which you completed, but then you were texting me not long after, like, what should I go after next? Yeah, and I thought about it, and I'm like, well, you know, I, I'm not... It's it's still, like, the, there's still X-Men books coming out. I'm still getting the current stuff, even though at this point I am four months behind. Um, but uh, reading, not buying. Um, but, like, I started thinking about it, but there's still uh, things that I don't have that would fit into that, like, realm like there, there's a long run of Avengers books with the Beast as part of the team. So mm-hmm. like, eh, you know, those are like really cheap for the most part. I could just be like, oh, I'm going to get all the Avengers issues with Beast. Um, I or, have the Letterman issue. <laughs> <laughs> or Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, which can get a little pricey, but they're um, like in the first like twelve issues of Avengers, like they're like. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they, well, Scarlet Witch at least. I think Quicksilver's in and out for a while. But yeah, Scarlet Witch is, those early issues can get a little pricey, but not in the, you know, $2,000 range, uh, more in the like $60, $70 range. Sure. So, um, so yeah, I started thinking about stuff like that. And then, like, oh, well, you know, what if I just get first appearances? And then, then I start getting down because I'm like, you're never going to afford a Hulk 180 or 181, whatever the internet has decided Wolverine's first appearance is this week. You're just never going to afford it because the book never stops climbing. Yeah. So. Which makes sense if you think about it. I, I mean, yes, but it's not. It's not a hard-to-find book, you know? I mean, it's hard to find complete in excellent condition, but, there's. I mean, if you eBay search it, there's a lot of copies. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's like, this is the, like, the the thing that, that you point to and go, like, the supply and demand thing isn't really... Because, like, there's demand and there's plenty of supply, but people are a little ridiculous. So... I thought Deadpool was going that way with his first appearance, but when Fox kind of bit the dust, I think it started dying down. I think but. if they do an R-rated third movie that is that is decent, then you'll. I think that might switch around. Yeah, it's that unknown factor right now. It'll just you know it'll go to YouTube streaming dot Marvel to watch anyway, so more people can see it <laughs> on opening day. You're really bitter about this. It's not bitter, concerned is or upset. Yeah, I'm very concerned, um, and I think that's the big thing. So it's just concern. Not, but I'll be bitter when the end, re- end result happens. But the biggest thing I would say is like, it's not even Warner Brothers. Like they got to do what they got to do. Like I don't disagree with them making a choice, right? But it's like our theaters could have been saved by our government a long time ago. <laughs> like a lot of businesses and and I think they're an easy example because they're personal to me but you think about so many small businesses that have died this year and our government can have saved them all or a lot of them let me rephrase and could have provided some protections and some guarantees and they didn't and if theaters die I'll blame the mishandling of of businesses in this country Um, and that makes me mad um, that I get bitter about, but in this case, when I see that Warner Brothers has done the inevitable, what's to stop Disney? I mean, I'm, 
I just had, I was talking to a mutual friend of ours who I'll bring up again in a few minutes, but, and he was saying that everyone on his side of the family and everyone on his wife's side of the family all bought Mulan when it came out. They all have kids and they all were in different places and they all did it. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, it doesn't take many scenarios like that to add up for them and for Disney. So why not put Black Widow? Because imagine a Black Widow. Like, hey, in three weeks, we're going to put Black Widow out for 30 bucks. I'm there. <laughs> Watch it. And especially in this case where you can't really get together in big groups, or let me rephrase, there's a, there's a significant portion of people who are not getting together in giant groups. So everyone would have to individually rent it at their places, you know, and just so much money. And I would do it, too. There's no way I wouldn't do it. Um, but that and that's the thing is like but because of those scenarios and because it's probably six months from us getting back into theaters semi comfortably um it's like yeah no theaters my multiplexes even if like say like you said that we're a bigger town in chattanooga but say three of the theaters close right now i have to always still drive 20 minutes to the movies right when i moved two minutes from movie theater yeah and it's like, I just want my local multiplex beside the mall. I know they're sticky. I know they're smelly, but they have options and they have 7 p.m. releases on Thursdays and they have, you know, 12 screens or whatever it is that typically have, you know, let's say nine movies in it. That's pretty good. And like, I, it's, it's shocking to have lost it for so long to really recalibrate my like, I got to drive to wherever for the good movies. Like, I'm like, no, I was a spoiled little baby. I like my movies. Give me my movies. The end. I, Off yeah, soapbox. I, I think five years, four or five years ago, I probably would have been way more upset about it. Um, I, I, part of it for me, I think, is probably that I fell back in love with TV, which had, that's actually fallen away, too. I've, I've not watched much of anything because, I mean, We've discussed that. So right. um, now, I don't know. I, now I'm just like, I've had a lot of good experiences at movie theaters, but I've also had a lot of really, really bad ones. Um, I, I honestly wish that the studios weren't able to see their way around this mess. Like, if they didn't have these streaming platforms, like, I'm not wishing for anybody to lose their jobs. It all sucks. But, like, I don't know. It's like the cable companies, that too. Like, you've got us over the barrel so much to, like, it's become ridiculous. And so maybe if they fail, they will stop doing that. They'll stop giving us bad experiences. Well, it's funny. Years ago, Spielberg, um, you know, had that huge article that came out. He did this big, I, I can't remember who, if it was with Scorsese, some other large director, but Spielberg got quoted saying, I truly feel our theaters as we know them will go away and they'll become a boutique experience, probably costing a little more. I believe that's the one where it got compared to opera in the future, um, going to a movie theater where it's like a nicer theater, but it costs more and you don't go as many times a year. And he really felt that's the way things were going to go. And at the time, and he was doing it in reaction to some questions about superhero films. Um, and I mean, this was like years ago. This wasn't during Scorsese's big hurrah last year. Um, but 
but at the time i was really like no way no it would take so long for that i'll be an old man too tired to do any of that um anyway and it'll be fine um but this year i think has changed the rules on everything and uh, we've time traveled to the to the bad time <laughs> i uh i saw um I wish I had a screen capped it. The, there was a picture online of a pair of Pinky and the Brain bookends. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Brain was shoving Pinky into this, like, time travel device on one end. And on the other end was uh, Pinky's face. And you could see what year it was. And it said 2020. And he looked horrified. And they were bookends from, like, I mean, when was that show originally on? The mid to late 90s? Yeah. Yep. I mean, 20-something years ago? <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> that's and, and the caption just said, this picture aged really well. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's accurate as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I think... Um... It's it's bizarre. Did you hear that the black? So did you ever watch Black Mirror? I don't remember if you ever did. I've seen one episode. I watched it with Courtney, and it was fine. But it's basically I, like modern day cynical Twilight Zone, right? Yeah. And and so well, they they said because he does it. Um, I think his name is Charlie um, Booker. I think um, that could be the senator from New Jersey. <laughs> um, but uh, but anyway, the guy who does Black Mirror said um, that they're not doing one this year. They're not doing a series this year, obviously. But they are putting out a mockumentary about the year 2020 <laughs> with their own twist on it. But I'm like, nope, that's, that's all you really got to do for this season of Black Mirror. Just kind of look at this year. It, yeah. Like I don't even know how to process any of this because it's just been so much bad. But then I was telling my sister, my sister-in-law, it's like I feel terrible because I I'm like yeah this year sucks. It absolutely fucking sucks. Not a single person I know has not had. An absolutely horrible year. Like, there's nobody who's had a good year. But also, like, almost everybody I know has had something amazing happen to them this year. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, it absolutely sucks. But also, like, there's still so much good stuff. I don't know how to process it. Yeah, it's very strange because it's made me think a lot about, like, I think, like, if you take out, like, if you could imagine a world where the pandemic didn't happen, I don't know that this year is, it's really refocused me on the fact that every year is just life. You're going to lose people, and you're going to lose things, and things are going to change, and things are going to stay the same, and you'll have some victories, and it's a mixed bag, but I feel like being stuck at home, you can be easier it's more easy. It's it's easier to be overwhelmed by all of it, um, at least for me, because you're not. Uh, there's no distraction the same way, um, and I think a lot of people are just getting distracted by Facebook and things like that. But um, but there's no like, okay, I'm breaking up 
the fact that I'm sitting in my new home all day long and thinking that I move and that's amazing by going to the office, right? And so I'm not in it, but I've been in it like every day since we moved. Um, and um, so I think about it a lot and I walk around, I'm like, this is my new home and this is wild. Um, and also because I'm um, not as distracted, the people that I would be talking to, um, I'm not talking to, so I notice that more. Um, if, if if for people we've lost, and I think honestly, Arya should be in this house walking around. And every day I walk around, and Naomi's at my heels, and there's no Arya. It's like there's a reminder, and there's no distraction from those reminders. So while I think maybe this year has its ups and downs like any other. This the isolation piece of it, because even if we're isolating with the family, then we as a unit feel isolated from other people. Um, and, and so I know that's got to be easier than isolating by yourself, but we still feel isolated. Like everyone's got that feeling and you just kind of focus on what's here. And I think maybe every year's tough and every year's big and we just get distracted enough that it's not overwhelming sometimes. Yeah. I mean, you're, Probably not wrong. I mean, I'm smoking a hookah and reading poetry tonight uh, at eight o'clock. <laughs> That's what I feel right. like I sound like. Should live stream that. <laughs> That's what I feel like I sound like right now. Um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I like I started therapy this year, and uh, I don't I don't know that we've talked about it, but like the first uh, session. She, she, you know, asks me questions and we start going down essentially the last five years of my life. Oh, wow. And she, she just looks at me and she was like, I don't know why you wouldn't have anxiety and depression. <laughs> yeah. And I guess I'd never thought about it that way. Like, but yeah, do people though do I mean are you I'm not surprised you haven't because you don't you don't it's very easy for it's like the friends being able to give advice really easily but you having a hard time taking that advice because you can't see it how they see it yeah because you're in it you're inside looking out the window not looking at the house from the outside I'm on I'm gonna all house metaphors rest of the podcast yeah <laughs> and she was like the stuff that's happened to you over the last five years is a lot for any single person to have to deal with. Like it, it is, it's completely overwhelming and like you're doing okay. Like you're here. So you're doing okay. So that was, have, you, have you stayed consistently or semi-consistently? Yeah. Um, pretty much every two weeks. So I've Ooh. only, I've only had four or five sessions it can get a little weird and like, I don't know uh, because maybe this is me patting myself on the back, but I think I've always been really, really good at recognizing my own bullshit. Like just the, this, like I know why I do the things I do. Like I know why I panic. I know why I'm depressed at my inability to get out of those things is the problem. Like, I know why I get upset. Like, it's not like I'm sitting here 
which I'm, I'm not depressed now, but when I am really down, I'm not sitting there going like, I don't know why I feel this way. Like you see on those commercials, like I didn't know why I was like, I know why I'm depressed. <laughs> I just won't do the things I need to do to change it. Yeah. And, um, my concern is that the therapy is not gonna help me with that because I, still have that attitude of like, no, I'm not going to do it. (laughs) Yeah, no, then. Yeah, that makes sense to me what you're saying. And I think that the thing that therapy could do incrementally is help you break down whatever um, pieces are there that are keeping you inactive. Because, yeah, mentally, I agree with you. It's sometimes can be a very frustrating part about you as you being your friend and caring about you is that like, you know better. All I can do is make jokes because you know better than all of this, but you won't do anything about whatever this is. Yep. And so... Um, oh, so you don't I'm know a... this, but I have a rotator cuff. <laughs> do you really? I don't know how bad it is, but yeah, I'm supposed to go get it checked out. That's been months. Hasn't that... happened. So oh my God. continue on <laughs> just to illustrate your point. Does it hurt, Logan? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you doing this to yourself? <laughs> Um, but no, I think maybe she can, or is it he or she? I actually don't know. She, she, um, maybe she can help you separate from the concrete that has kept you to the ground a little bit. Even if you, I'm picturing like clay, clay face moving really slow yep. throughout, you know, <laughs> like, me. and right now you're like this, the hard, you know, mud statue not moving and you just gotta get, get moving a little bit and incrementally those victories will help you move a little more and a little more and, and, and maybe so I'm proud of you for doing it. Just keep doing it. Cause maybe you'll start moving cause it's um, it can be freeing to do some of that moving. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm mostly doing the things she she's recommending. I do. Uh, she did recommend I read a book about codependency and I started it and I've just not, what's it called? Um, I don't know. Is it codependency no more or codependent I, no more? Yeah, I think so. Oh my god, dude! You and That's my what wife, Courtney said. <laughs> you, you and my wife need to talk. Like she is big time into this book. Her her counselor gave it to her, and it's been wildly wildly helpful. Like I don't know if y'all have talked about it at all. Cause I know y'all talk, and I don't get involved in y'all's conversations. No, um, I should text her though. But but I seriously, she that book means a lot to her um, in the last year, um, and she's like I don't know she's a um, you know how she is, but this is something she feels very like strong, passionate, and emotional about. Like this can this is really real, and uh, and I know that she's quoted that book at me about you when I'm like I don't know why you're telling me this. I can't get him to do anything different. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, um, anyway, I, I would recommend reaching out to her. I, I'll text her. Um, but none of it, like, all of the stuff that I feel like if this were a Lifetime original movie, like, and the person goes to therapy and starts having all these revelations, and you're like, oh, like, none of this is a revelation to me. She's like, oh, I, I think you're, you have a lot of codependent tendencies. And I'm like, yeah, I do. Like, that's not a surprise to me. Like, 
it's not a shock. Like that's not, um, you know what I mean? Yeah, like you're not getting you're out not, from under those things. Yeah, you're I, not. I in, can't do. You're not in therapy for the understanding. You're in therapy for um, the the tools to to help fix those things. You understand, but I do. I, yeah, again, that book has been uh, transformative um, for for my wife. I did <laughs> um, only because Borat two. That was an honor of Borat two's final act which didn't have the effect I mean that can't get rid of Rudy Giuliani <laughs> um, but he's a New um, York cockroach man he's not I, going anywhere I just really thought wow this is the end and it's like wow Borat really really did, didn't work this time remember when we all thought Rudy Giuliani was like oh it seems alright <laughs> America's mayor um, but um, anyway I think that um, yeah I think there's some tools in that book for sure um not just you, the tool, uh, reading it. Oh, my God. So you want to hear something awful? Yep, sure. Because um, I know we've talked about this person that I work with that causes me a lot of frustration. Mm-hmm. Um, they were recently uh, told that they needed to work on their... I, I hate this bullshit jargon that they use. Her soft skills... Um, I, fuck, I hate corporate America. <laughs> I fucking hate it, man. Um, so she's been working on her soft skills, uh, and not being so harsh with people. Um, and in our little group chat at work now, every, like everybody's going to groan, whoever the hell listens to this and think you're an awful person, but I'm, I was dying. Uh, so we were joking back and forth me and somebody else about something and uh she made a remark that was like uh i can't remember exactly it was something to the effect of if you have if you have a sister i bet she can't stand you or something it wasn't the joke that she thought it was like because she's not funny she's not so to her that's hysterical but mm-hmm. I'm just like, that's stupid. <laughs> so I'm, I was sitting at, I, I've been working from the office. So I'm sitting in the office with a couple of people around me. And this other woman that I work with, I looked at her and I was like, I think I'm about to do something really, really bad. And like, it's going to be really funny to me and I might get in trouble. <clears throat> and she said, what what are you going to say? I, so I typed it out and I said, I actually have two sisters. One of them loves me. The other one is a crackhead and we don't ever see her. <laughs> also, my brother just died. Would you like to talk about that too? And put it in the chat. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and what happened? I gave myself a headache from laughing so hard. <laughs> Like, I thought I was going to pass out. Like, really thought I was going to pass out. You know how, like, you can't get oxygen? Uh-huh. And, yeah. Like, really thought I was going to pass out. Oh <laughs> and the woman that was working with me, uh, her name's Kay, she had to get up and go to the bathroom because she almost peed herself. <laughs> <laughs> and you know how in, uh, uh, well, I don't know if you use Teams or not, 
But oh. in chat, you can see when people start, it'll like so and so is typing. So and so for like three minutes, it was just typing, then stop, then typing, then stop, then typing. And I was like, she doesn't know what to say. <laughs> and oh, my man. boss happened to be there that day, but he was in and out of meetings. And like 10 minutes later, he sits down in his desk and I just hear, what the hell, Logan? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. <coughs> um yeah. That was the highlight of my week. <laughs> it's also a strange catch up for our podcast listeners. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> uh I told Kay, I was like <laughs> The kicker is that the person that would think it's even funnier than I think it is isn't here anymore. Because uh-huh. <laughs> he would have thought that was hysterical. He, he, it'd be one of those things where, like, four weeks from now, you would bring it up on a recording <laughs> somewhere and he would just start cracking up and y'all yep. would have to stop because he was laughing. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to give myself another headache laughing about it. Um, I did feel really, really bad, though. <laughs> So I did do the thing where I let her know, like, I'm not upset at all. That was me being excessively, like, harsh and getting a big laugh out of upsetting you. And I'm sorry. What did she say? She said, "Uh, it's okay. She was like, I was just worried that I really, really offended you. I was like, if you'd offended me, I wouldn't have said anything. I was like, the fact that I made a wildly inappropriate joke is uh, is pretty good. So yeah, that's a good sign. Yeah, I almost added. Would you like to talk about my cancer too? Oh, well, you should have at that point. Why not? Right? Yeah, just throw it on there. I have low testosterone as well. Let's just throw it all on there. But you so, wouldn't know it if you talked about my private life. Uh, so. Uh, uh, also, my lady friend is uh-huh. friends with Hope Scott. No way. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Such a small world. Your Lifetime movie encroaches in tighter and tighter. We're currently living in a world where there is a national nightmare, this pandemic. And somehow 2020 became the most social year of my entire life. I dated four people this year. So insane. And like at least once or twice you've been like, I'm very in love. (laughs) I'm Uh, going to marry her. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd straight up, I'm pretty sure I'd be married to this one now if, you know, yeah. She wasn't already married. So. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. You said it. I've done a good job talking around it. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, technically, the other one was still married, too. I dated two married people this year. <laughs> That's insane. <sighs> yeah. Well, at uh, least one wasn't. They, anyway, yeah. I don't know what to get into. Um Although I'm at this point, I'm not sure how honest she was about that. Like I know they were separated, but like, 
Maybe you got a little plate on how separated. Yep. <laughs> so how much time they spent together. So, yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm not upset about it. Uh, I got asked the other day if I even, if I thought about her at all. And like, literally I was like, who? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no, I haven't thought about her at all. <laughs> so that was the grief. And I mean, she was very sweet and very pretty. Um, but not the brightest bulb and also it turns out really, really selfish. So, which I immediately recognized and said, um, I, I also broke up with two people this year. So. Breaker. Heartbreaker. I'm, I said I dated four people. One was just like, I don't know if you could say we dated. It was more of a. You rolled in the hay? Yeah. Um, I mean, it was fun for a little while. I, I mean, technically, I guess I broke it off with her, too. Um, although I still see her because she's friends with the family. Um, oh, yeah, that one. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I did twice this year did the thing where I, instead of going like, oh, these people, this this person, like, really, really needs me. One was an alcoholic that lied about being an alcoholic. And the other was extremely selfish and did not want me to spend time with anyone but her. And instead of like leaning into that, as I would have maybe two years ago, I was just like, oh, no, that's not happening. Actionable steps. That's good. So, especially that the alcoholic thing that that one actually surprised me. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, no, I'm going to do the thing where I'm like, I can save this person and completely wreck my life. <laughs> right. Hmm. Uh, anyway, back to the movies. <laughs> I win in June. I told my I'm, boss that sorry that we'll be. I told my boss that we'll be back in the movies when, or back in our office when Fast and the Furious finally comes out in theaters. Like that's when it's going to happen. Yeah, that's my yeah. full belief. Universal's like, what do we do? <laughs> Universal's like the smartest ones in the room. Last spring, they were like, yeah, we're just going to go ahead and push that all a year. We're just not even going to worry about it. We'll see you next year. Um, I'm going to a movie theater on Christmas Day. Would you guys rent something? Yep. What you going to watch? Christmas Vacation. That's awesome. So I did go to the movies recently. Um, uh, my first time since um, Sonic the Hedgehog, I think, um, with Ezra. But uh, our mutual friend Keeler reached out and said, I've got tickets right now. There's no one else in the theater. This is my quarantine plan. And he had basically just been at home for the last like three weeks by himself and doing all delivery stuff to his house. Um, and I know what Josh is doing. Um, and he said, I've got you and Josh. We're going. And we just went. It was like he ripped me out of the house. To, like we're doing this. And he got us uh, tenant tickets in IMAX, no one else in the theater. How was it? It was good to be in a theater. <laughs> um, it was it's it's a great looking movie. Um, it was amazing sound, like in terms of being in the IMAX, that was incredible. Um, it's not that the movie's so confusing, but it's chaotic to the point when it's totally the point that it is chaotic, like it's intentional doesn't seem like an accident but sometimes it's 
I feel like an old person who's listening to like heavy metal for the first time and you're going, it's just noise. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like no one has like completed this like weird circle of like becoming the technically proficient and art artsy version of M. Night Shyamalan where like he just reaches point where nobody can tell him anything and so i think that the difference so Shyamalan got rebuked and had to really reevaluate and change things and how he did things right. and the scale i think nolan is kubrick but with bad inclinations yeah that's probably a better because uh, <laughs> i read it because one of the big things that came out of this one, which is the same as The Dark Knight Rises, they went. Everyone's going. You can't understand people in the movie. Like they're talking plot things, and you don't know what they're saying. And in an interview, he goes, "That's intentional." And like, I'm like, "Well, that's dumb." <laughs> like, <laughs> like make a silent movie, which would be fine, or don't make a confusing movie. <laughs> it doesn't or make sense. At least give us the subtitles when we're watching it. Some something just it just. It, that sort of intentional chaos is a little like, man, this movie's really cool, but why you gotta be this way, man? Like, he he becomes like as he gets older, like a college, you know, sophomore who's an art major and is like, I really figure out how to do like new, uh, the new version of a circle. <laughs> like, no, you didn't. He's the dude in American Beauty filming the back. Yes, but with explosions and loud voices. <laughs> and and it's beautiful. It really is. Does look great. No one shoots movies like him, really. Um, but gosh, he just he is it's like his whole stat dialogue and soundtrack has become the the inception ball. <laughs> and uh, so that was, cool. was my problem with Interstellar. Like I feel like I could really love Interstellar as a movie. Mm -hmm. Except all I think about when I think about that movie is how incredibly loud it was and how I spent at least 30% of it going like, can we turn it down? Yeah, I, I, Interstellar is one that has stayed with me. Um, and this one I don't, and I didn't love it when it came out, just to be clear, but it has, I do find myself like when movies as we do because people talk about him so much um or i do and interstellar i will linger on in my thoughts um i feel like to me i'm going christopher nolan made a let's put these elements together chris nolan made a time travel ish science fiction heist movie with robert pattinson and elizabeth debicki this should be my favorite movie of all time. Flat out, I should have done nothing but love this movie. And I left it and was like, cool. <laughs> yeah, if you go back to you watching Memento for the yes. first or fifth or tenth time, because I'm out, I, yeah, and say, hey, this guy's going to make this movie. You're like, I want to see it right now. Right now, it's going to be incredible, and, and and it should be, and it and it really there's some cool thing. It's just there's just a little bit too much chaos because the thing that he did have very well 
put together, I think, honestly, until he did the Batman movies. Um, but even then, The Prestige does it. I think even Inception does it. He had this really great formal sense of, like, cohesion, no matter what wild stuff he was doing. And here it's just... And I think even Dunkirk does it actually really well. He's so in control of Dunkirk. But his controlled chaos in this, it's like, has he lost the plot? Or is does he just have bad inclinations right now? The funny thing is, I think in a regular year, I think this movie would have been a disappointment. Like, I think it would have, like, this year you can't call it that because it didn't have any sort of normal release. But I think I think the summer would have been the year there was a chink in his armor. But now he won't have that because he'll have the asterisk of COVID. Yeah, that's un- that, that might be un- really unfortunate because he won't do the M. Night Shyamalan, oh, I have to reevaluate things. Um, yep. He gets to write it off as, well, it would have been the success we thought it would be if this hadn't happened. So, um, yeah, that's unfortunate. And to be clear, I have not seen the movie at all. Like, I I saw one trailer, and it was kind of enough for me. And it's weird, because I I liked Dunkirk. And I Mm -hmm. think that the chaos works for that movie because of the subject matter. Well, and he just structures it so well. It's all... Yeah, no, it works. But I think Dunkirk may be technically his best movie, truthfully. Um, So damn beautiful. And and this has kind of got a lot of that, but it just doesn't hold together. It's, um, gosh, so Cool Runnings. Have you seen Cool Runnings? Uh, Not since I was in junior high school, maybe, or high school, whenever it came out. Well, Cool Runnings has this whole thing with the bobsleds going down the track, and it cuts to these close-up shots inside of this bolt that's getting loose, and the bobsled's kind of going to fall apart. Um, I have no idea if that holds up, but I used to love that movie. Um, but I remember this shot in particular because they're going down, and it cuts to the bolt. And you're like, oh, bolt, don't fall off. Even after you've seen it, you're like, you know it's going to fall off, but you're like, don't fall off. It's very tense um, for a kid's movie. And uh, that's kind of what um, a tenant feels like is that bolt. <laughs> You're like, no, no, no. And I don't know if it really ever falls off, but it's very stressful and chaotic as it's kind of going through and you're not quite sure what's happening. Um, I don't think the movie's as smart as it thinks it is, but the chaos kind of hides. It's kind of like if you're screaming, I know the entire, you know, first 20 numbers of pi and let me scream it at you. And you're like, are you smart or are you just crazy? I don't know. Anyway. That's, it's, this makes me want to watch Tenet. Yeah, and says I think you would. And it'd be fun to talk about Nolan after you've seen Tenet, like because I think we could probably make fun of him for a while. The trailer just gave me the uh, the impression that it was like some kind of uh, self important version of the Adjustment Bureau. <laughs> um, it's like the movie Primer. If Primer was made by Michael Bay. Um, well, that yeah, that's good. I like Primer. Um, I love Primer. Uh, and I like Michael Bay. Yeah. So. <laughs> and you, so you should love this movie. Right, and, and that's don't. the thing. And there's just an element that's something about it. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Michael Bay would have done it more tight. <laughs> it wouldn't be three and a half hours long. And, like, it, there would at least be robots beating each other up at some point. 
there, there there's some great visuals there's some great visuals it's, i don't know anyway um yeah i will say it, it's like the perfect movie too if, if i'm going to go to one movie in imax this whole year to have done that with it was like yeah yeah that's i'm so glad i saw it this big and this loud and um because i don't watch it again for eight years then like i'm good you know um no regrets but yeah i don't know this year will probably go down as the year I saw the fewest movies in theaters. I mean, granted, that's probably true for most people, but I, I mean, I think I'm three. When I see Christmas Vacation, I think it will be three, maybe four. I can't remember what came out. I know I saw Sonic the Hedgehog mm-hmm. on Valentine's Day. Oh nope, yeah, I did see Birds of Prey and Impractical Jokers, the movie. So it'll be four for me. So I've yeah. seen three. I saw Birds of Prey. I saw Sonic, COVID, and then Tenet a few weeks ago. Um, but yeah, that's it. And I, it's, Katie's still pretty uncomfortable with movie theaters. Um, and so when they announced they were doing the rentals, you know, the older movies like Christmas Vacation, it cost $99. Yep. And so... Love actually is on the list. I know. And so I had this whole moment where I was like, oh, perfect date night. I'll rent out and we'll do Love Actually. I even had this whole plan where, because she has this one purse that's a little, like as as a lot of ladies do, she has like her practical purse and her like carry a lot of stuff purse. And, and so I was like, we could even make like a whole cheese plate, put it in her purse, bring a cutting board when we get in there, take it out, set up a cheese plate. We could have like wine and everything and watch Love Actually. It would be super fun. And like I was like, this is the perfect date night, and then I realized that was for me because she is still nervous about the years, <laughs> and so I didn't do it. Um, and I told her about it. And she said, it "Does sound good." If I just felt more comfortable with the years. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I mean, you could have took me on that date. Man, I've, I've been hearing where your junk has been. I don't know when you're, you, <laughs> I'm going on a date with you. You slutty. We can social distance. <laughs> I'm. I just mean I'm not taking you on a date. I wouldn't feel special. <laughs> You'd be the fifth person I dated this year. Oh, wait, oh, there was yeah. that one date where the girl came to my house and I never saw her again. Th- to be fair, I took her home and then never saw her again. <laughs> she um, was breathing, right, when you dropped yes, her off? Yes, okay. yes. She, had, she did fall down face plant. <laughs> I told you about this, right? I don't think so. Uh, yeah, um, so we had been talking, and it was when there was literally nowhere to go, and, uh, she was like, yeah, I'd come over and have dinner, and, like, we hung out, and it was <laughs> okay. fine. No, that's all we did. Nothing <laughs> happened. Um, okay. like, I didn't even kiss her. Um, she was very awkward. Um, it was a very bad idea, and, uh, to end the evening, uh, she walked out of my apartment. There's like this little step down on the walkway. And she turned around like right as she went was supposed to step down and mm-hmm. completely lost her balance and face planted onto the cement. And yeah, I, immediately. I mean, she started crying like the way like if Ezra fell. She would oh cry. Gosh. Like it was, I was just like, 
you're you're okay. Like I cleaned her up. She's like, can I just go home? I was like, yeah, I'll take you home. So I felt it's bad. Just your your year is so weird. It's the the ups and downs are are pretty clear and uh, both terrible and makes sense. Um, but the middle stuff is wild. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's horrible because I can't. I feel bad, like, I, not the right word, but, like, I, I told my boss a few weeks ago, uh, I w- we were talking about just what a stupid year it's been. I was like, yeah, and somehow I've managed to, like, be the most social I've ever been in my entire life, definitely in the last 10 years. Um, I mean, you've known me for eight years? I think so, yeah. And like leading up to this year, I, I mean, you said, you're like, I, yeah, I never would have called any of this man. <laughs> like, like, no, Logan's not the guy. Logan's the guy that was built for everything that's going on. Like, <laughs> oh, stay at home, do nothing. Why should have been easy. Don't. Like, yeah, this is a breeze, man. I've got this. Instead. I was just like, it's because I have that thing where like, when somebody's like, you should do this. I'm just like, oh, no, I'm going to do the complete opposite. What's the healthy thing to do? Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so funny. I don't know why. <laughs> I should ask my therapist. You should ask your mother. Oh, uh, no. And then call your therapist. <laughs> uh, you know my new biggest pet peeve, speaking of moms, is... What? The performative contact. All right. So that's where. That <laughs> so yeah, I'm about to explain. You don't have to. Don't have to be rude. Let me talk. Sorry. <laughs> so that's when someone texts you or contacts you, sends you a gift, maybe. But the result is that you now have to do a action. So they text you and say, "I only have one video of Ezra this whole year. I need you to film a video and send me a video of Ezra." Or the gift you receive is an Ezra is for Ezra and it's a paint by number Turkey. That's a foot by a foot. So it's a giant paint by number Turkey that your five-year-old now has to do. And then you get text saying, send me pictures of him painting it and finishing the paint and the finished product. And then when you don't do those things in a timely manner, you get a contact that is saying, Hey, has that been finished yet? How did he like it? What did, or, in another case, sending a text or a contact and saying, hey, will you check this out? I think you'll like this TV show. And now I have to go commit an hour to check something out. It's the performative contact. Gotcha. And, and this is what my mother does to me on an every other day basis right now. And this is why I will never invite her to my son's birthday ever again. Because <laughs> it started then. It has not ended since. And that was in September. Never hi, how you doing? Hey, go watch this movie. No, <laughs> leave me alone. I am not a trained monkey. Yeah. I, mm, no, that sounds awful. It's how it is, man. It's how it is. And she's doing it to Katie, too. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and it's not as much as me, but it's like, well, if the little bit of contact you're going to have is trying to tell my wife to do something not going to build your bridges there lady <laughs> i so i 
I know me and Ryan used to do that all the time. We did it with each other. We did it with you. Where it's like, are you watching this? Did you watch this? But, I, I mean, this sounds so shitty. I honestly think we always got more out of, like, you didn't watch it, so now we're going to give you a hard time about it. Oh, yeah. Then as opposed to if you had watched it and we did discussed it for three and a half minutes. <laughs> well, I think it's a, it's a mixed bag because if you both watch it, then there's like affirmation. Did you like it? Did you like it? Cool, cool. We're good. And then there's affirmation of your relationship. And if you didn't like it, there's sort of affirmation of like your differences. So it'd be like easy, good. I understand because you understood each other so well and move on. But then if you hadn't watched it, then y'all could just do what you normally do. And it was fun. <laughs> Yeah, I I have looked at many of those conversations and not waded into them in our group thread over the years. <laughs> I mean, I have a. Uh, I wish I had kept a list of all of the things that he was like. You should. You really should watch this. You should watch this. Um, I but think I did. The one that I never did that I always I watched the first episode and liked it, but never continued on. That I think I am going to do is Killjoys, because he seemed to really, really like that, and that he seemed did. to be up my my alley. So that's one that I have plans to to watch um, soonish um, that I've been thinking about a lot in terms of him and his recommendations. Yeah, um, I, I should do that too. Let me know when you start watching it. I think in January. I think I'm going to start in January, get through the end okay. of the year, and then to January. Um, yeah. I'm finding it extremely difficult to watch I, I like I'm okay rewatching things like I rewatch Brooklyn Nine-Nine a lot because it's a show we both love mm -hmm. but like the shows we watched and would talk about that have had new episodes um are the shows that I would talk about with him even if he liked The Walking Dead like he didn't watch it um I think he watched Fear of the Walking Dead I I can't bring myself to watch him like I'll try and then five minutes in, I'm just like staring at my phone or whatever. I just, I can't do it. And it's not like a sad thing. Like I don't get sad. I'm just like, I'm going to watch this and not have a single person to talk about it with. So I don't know why I'm going to watch it. Mm -hmm. So, um, but like something he w had recommended, like uh, Yellowstone was yeah. one. Um, and so that's been kind of, I've been really thinking about watching Yellowstone um, because he wouldn't shut the hell up about it. <laughs> um, are you watching the unicorn? So I've watched like three or four episodes because you mentioned it ages ago. Um, I think I'm pretty sure it was you. Yep. Um, you're my usually like my only sitcom recommender in my life because even Tommy stopped watching sitcoms. Um, but it's, um, it's tough subject matter in the house. And yeah. I found where it will, like when I would normally watch something like that, it would, is the same, like is the time I would watch anything else. It's not like a scary show. I have to kind of like make my own time for. And so, but I realized it's sort of, it's not a good, it's not a good topic at the moment. So I just, uh, I, I thought it was really charming, but I probably won't go back to it for a while. Okay. Just talking um, in the house. Yeah, no, I, I get that. Um, some somebody comes into it at the end of season one that I've been wanting to like. I, I I want I wanted to talk to Ryan about it, but he never got around to watching it because he'd only recently gotten on the Walt Goggins is a genius train. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> but 
I don't know if it's a spoiler to say who the actress that comes into it is. So you can tell me. I don't care. Um, I don't know her name, mm-hmm. but it is the uh, actress that played uh, Timothy Oliphant's wife, ex-wife. Oh yeah, on Justified. Uh huh. And so she's become a romantic interest in season two. And (laughs) like, I just want to have that conversation with Ryan. Like you gotta watch this because Boyd is dating Raylan's wife. Boyd finally got his revenge. This is incredible. That's Um, awesome. So yeah, it's a little bittersweet when I watch it now because she's in it. And he had only recently, I, I guess he finished Justified. I don't know if he finished, but I feel like he did. I feel like when yeah. he was talking about it, he did. Um, and I had fallen in love with it after years and years of me being like, "You should watch this show, man." <laughs> <laughs> um, we've been watching like a lot of like documentary slash murder mystery things. Like we watched. I don't know, like a four of them, five of them, six of them on Netflix. Like their little mini series about unsolved murder, but it's not like one of those like it's like a prestige, do, you know, documentary mini series. Those versions of things. Yeah, we've been watching those. We just started the Reagans, which is on Showtime. So I got a Showtime um, trial because Sam Esmail um, recommended a documentary about a high school football star who was accused of. Um, I guess trigger warning it's pretty sexual abuse stuff but accused of um, molesting a child that he didn't do by all accounts um, and he like lost his whole life to this case but Sam Esmail really recommended it on Twitter pretty heavily and we're like oh, I'm gonna check it out so we got a trial to Showtime and I had no idea Showtime has a very strong lineup of documentary stuff so now we're watching one about the Reagans in which Ronald Reagan's son is kind of poor mouthing his dad it's really kind of fun <laughs> um and my uh, my lady friend is a big fan of Reagan, although she's not, uh, I wouldn't call her a Republican, but for some reason she loves Ronald Reagan, and it has been a, a pretty persistent argument of <laughs> me being like, he was not good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like we're all, we've only watched the first episode, and you're like immediately like, oh, I see where all of this is going. <laughs> this, is, this is not so good. Um, and... Um, and then there's one on HBO called Murder on Middle Beach, which is fascinating because it's about a guy who's about my age now, maybe younger, but I think a few years younger. But essentially, he's making a film that he's been shooting for eight years because his mom, when he was 18, was mysteriously murdered in their front lawn. And his dad and his aunt, with separate motives, are the two prime suspects or have been for years. And he starts investigating it and then people are like reaching out going, you don't need to do this. You're going to find out things you didn't want. And there's all these crazy secrets, but it's from the perspective because the son's making the movie. And so it's very different and it's, but it's also a little raw because it is like, he's not some refined prestige document. Like his next two movies will be very boring compared to this one. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but we're like, we're watching all sorts of that stuff and, and enjoying it. Um, Something different, I think. Yeah. I I mostly just rewatch the things I've always rewatched. Um and the the half hour shows. Like I'm watching uh Superstore, which just recently was announced that it's ending. Um 
which is a shame. Yeah. It's a good show. Blackish, uh, um, The Goldbergs, which is a show Ryan got me watching. Um, mm-hmm. uh, there's a, the most recent episode of The Goldbergs was pretty funny. Um, I don't, you've never watched it, right? I've watched a couple of episodes, but and I, I think it's fine. I have no negative feelings. Just don't really follow it. So it's very like it presents the '80s movie era as like just jovial. Everything was fun. Everything was fine. Mm-hmm. And uh, the kid Adam uh, in this recent episode uh, goes to see a movie and it's sold out. And so the uh, ticket taker tells him to ask if people would like to go see um uh it was the spike lee movie do the right thing yeah do the right thing um and uh she says it's got danny aiello in it and he rattles off some goofy danny aiello movie it's like i love that guy and he goes to see the movie and it like shatters his entire world (laughs) <laughs> because he doesn't understand, like he never understood that any of that stuff existed, right? Because he's so sheltered, and it's him realizing how sheltered he is. Uh-huh. And I, it was, I was like, this is a really strong episode. Um, it, it was pretty good. So he tries to make one of his little goofy movies, like to tackle uh, prejudice and prejudice <laughs> and social injustice and like. It's, and you have, um, what's his name from SNL that plays the principal? Uh, Tim Meadows. Mm-hmm. Uh, he shows it to him and he's like, this is awful. Like, you don't understand any of this because you're a white kid in the suburbs. It's, so it was a really strong episode. Kind of made me, like, uh, mostly I watched that show just to have something to watch, but it kind of brought me back into it. I was like, oh, they so they are still doing things that matter. So I can see myself watching that one. That's kind of what I do. I hear about something like this. And I'm like, oh, that sounds good. And then I watch it and then I don't come back to it for two years. Yeah. yeah. Blackish has been on point, though. Like uh, that show. I don't know how it's still on the air. It's so relevant. Huh. Well. I've seen, I think, maybe the pilot. I think it's all I've ever seen of it. Yeah. It, it gets a little a little preachy, but not in a, like, horrible way. So yeah. they Every time he gets preachy, um, it kind of starts making fun of itself. Like, uh, every comes back to slavery. Mm-hmm. And so anytime he starts talking, and, and they're like, yeah, yeah, you're going to just relate it back to slavery. Um, but they still make the point. So, yeah, um, it's pretty good. And the Connors, oh my God, (laughs) I would have never thought a Roseanne revival could be so fucking good. (laughs) My boss, you and my boss both love it. I haven't, yeah, I have no interest, no interest. And I get that. And and it was okay. (laughs) Like that season that when they first came back, but Mm -hmm. It has like it is just oh my god, man! Yeah, it and Blackish are two shows that I'm like I don't understand how they're on the air because they're still so they're so relevant. I, I would think somebody would be like, no, we're gonna piss people off. We gotta pull the plug on this. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think maybe this is kind of the time when people want to be familiar familiar with something 
whether it be a format or characters, but also be challenged. It's a very strange time. Very strange. Do you I see was, the, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to completely change the subject. So well, I was just going to say, I've just been working on my stats again for Letterboxd, and I would need you to know that Johnny Depp is totally gone. Couldn't even, even if I watched a Johnny Depp movie, a new one, he wouldn't rank because I've seen so many more movies of the people above him to keep him separated. So I don't have to worry about that kind of thing. Because at the time, I thought he'd be in a new Harry Potter movie, but he got fired. Um, did you hear that? Yeah. Uh, I, good choice to replace him. I, so this whole thing is weird to me because, like, He's probably the bad person that he seems like that that she's painted him out to be. Maybe yeah. not to the extreme that she has, but yeah. also she's not a good person. Right. And so, like, it's weird to me that people have, like, drawn a line in the sand and actually taken sides on this online, mm-hmm. which I you don't see anymore because you're not on Facebook. But Oh, it's on the um, Twitters. Uh, that one's yeah. on the Twitters. Um, when I'm just sitting here going like, yeah, I think they should probably both just go away and never come back. No, I'm not. I don't really disagree. I don't. I think for me, selfishly, she was never going to be in my top 25 most plot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> and what they make. <laughs> 45 Aquaman movies. Yeah, it's like, it, honestly, yeah, because like my lowest person is uh, has 40 films on this top 25 list. And so it's like, yeah, there's just no way I'll ever watch that many of her movies. So I'm safe. Um, uh, but she, like, and, and my list is like, I'm becoming more and more proud of the people on my list. There's a couple, you know, iffy ones, but like, it's a good, it's a good mixture of people and it's getting better. Um, and but she yeah I don't know I don't understand drawing lines I just understand making my own personal judgment call and being like he sort of sucks and I don't really have an interest in him anymore um and um that's tough because he's made a few movies I really like and and I'm like I don't even know if I have an interest in going back to them um but either way it's nice to have him not on my official stats which haunt me like a weird ghost um but I also only have one more movie to watch of Akira Kurosawa's, and then he will replace Woody Allen from my director stats. Woody Allen will officially be gone this year from my letterbox top watch stats. And I replaced him with um, Agnes Varda, um, Wong Kar Wai, Nacho Vigalondo, and a bunch of other people that were different than him. Plus Tony Scott, because I realized I love Tony Scott movies, and there were like two I hadn't seen. So why not? Yeah, T- Tony Scott was a genius who never got the credit he he deserved. It, like, it's amazing. The last one I watched that bumped him over to, to his 18th film, which because I've watched 17 Woody Allen, um, was The Fan, and I had never seen The Fan. Um, and like, it's not like a five star movie, but that's a really different movie, and it's very much like of our current times. Mm-hmm. And the way it's filmed is really amazing, and. I don't know. I'm just, a, I, he is, he, de- he doesn't make movies in any sort of standard. They're like He never I, made the same movie twice. Nope. But every time I watch one, I'm like, that's definitely a Tony Scott movie. Yep. And I can see where Michael Bay ripped off this and so-and-so ripped off this and commercials ripped off this. And, but it's like, he, he really had something 
so special and that's very that's a very sad thing um but it is amazing what his uh, filmography is oh i've also watched like 12 spike lee movies this year and now he I, he is my second most watched director or he's tied with spielberg as my second most watched director with 29 films so yeah i feel better about my stats now <laughs> uh i i just i never put any i i think i'm fairly it's probably horrible to say um it's definitely horrible to say i've always been pretty good about separating like the art from the artist Mm -hmm. and uh, you know it's probably not okay and i'm i'm sure it's offensive to people that they harmed the Johnny Depp movies I like, I'll probably still like. I like Aquaman fine. I'll see Aquaman too, even if Amber Heard is in it. I don't like, you know. Yeah, I, I don't really disagree. I think it's more of like the figurehead on my stats because I define yeah. myself by them weirdly. Yeah. And like, and that was the big thing when this all started. It was like Sam Jackson was number one, and everyone else was a white male when this started a few years ago. And now it's one, two, three, four, five, six women are on the top 25 most watched. Um, and then um, the, the people, the, the non-white folks, it's there's not that many, but I'm working on it. I got Keanu on there and Denzel. And, um, and I'm really just trying to like improve that. And I'm watching a lot of, uh, with the Kurosawa, I'm picking the Toshiro and Mifune roles so i'm gonna try to build him up and get him on that list because i just feel like the experience should be of me as a film watcher should be more varied than what it is here on paper and i want it to be so i'm working on it but i'm gonna get anya svarta up on the top five by the end of the year because she's got a bunch of short films (laughs) (laughs) and they count (laughs) oh did you get your hbo max subscription i finally got it working yep and then I bought, this is the best part, I bought a Chromecast, made it work. One week later, they announced it was going to be on Amazon. <laughs> well, it's, the interface on Chromecast is probably better because it's bullshit on Amazon. Yeah, it's actually a lot faster. My Chromecast is super fast. Yeah. And so, um, so no, yeah, I've got it. I've got it. And I've got it on the TV in the living room. So, because I can stream it from my computer to that, like that I can airplay it. And so I can watch it in the living room and watch it in the bedroom. And it's all good. Very nice. Yeah. I haven't and had it a chance amazing. to I haven't had a chance to like deep dive into it. Um but yeah, I signed up and I'm I'm excited for 2021's movies to be playing <laughs> on my TV. I saw someone post and I agree with this that I'm really excited for the idea that if theaters are safe at some point, right? And I can go to the theater and see like The Matrix 4 that I can then come home and rewatch it over the weekend. Yep. That's really exciting to me. Yep. Uh, and not spend uh, an arm and a leg, you know. I, and I, I honestly, I love the run out, run out of whole theater thing. I wish it was cheaper and more available for newer movies mm-hmm. because it's like two hundred and fifty bucks for a new movie, and they only allow you twenty people. And I'm like, that that's still like twelve, thirteen dollars a person plus drinks and popcorn like i get it you gotta pay you know whatever fee but then you need to allow me more people like allow me up to 50 people you know 
Yeah, I'm not familiar with all the thinking on what their numbers are and stuff like that. And so like why they do it a certain way, I'm sure there's something health-wise involved, but I don't I don't know. It, but the 250 price tag is like yeah, I don't know. I'd rather you guys have like a bigger back catalog of classic movies. Mhm. And that don't change every few weeks. <laughs> and and like let me go see like I've never seen Alien on the big screen. I would love to see Alien. On Holy the big shit, man. You know, and like I, I think about movies like I just never see. I mean, shoot, they did Empire for a while, which was early on in this, and so I didn't go. With the, and they, you couldn't rent the theater at the time. But like, imagine if we could rent like Star Wars and Empire. And oh my like, god! Because those are the two I've never seen on the big screen, and and so it's like I would do that. But you, but the it's seasonal and like. It was Nightmare Before Christmas for a while. Now it's all Christmas movies, and it's like, and there's only like twelve of them, and they gotta fix that, I think. But Last I can't Christmas imagine. is one of them. Is that the one with um, Daenerys? Yep, I like that movie. Me too. I did. I almost bought it on Black Friday, but the sale wasn't good enough. I had a rule: <laughs> I would only buy them if they were four ninety nine or under, and I did. I bought a ton, a ton. but. It was seven ninety nine, and it was just too much. Yeah. Go at a premium, because they only sell really well once a year. Yeah, it's kind of stupid. <laughs> I agree. Oh, man. Starting in January, though, it'll be 20 bucks <laughs> until <laughs> next November. Then I'm hoping it'll go down to like that $4.99, $5.99 sweet spot. Yeah, I want to rewatch it, because I, I remember really, really enjoying it. So what's on track for you? I have a meeting at 10, so I have to wrap up soon. But um, what's on track for you for the rest of the uh, the weekend? I mean, I'm going to probably be doing a lot of things I can't talk about. So, <laughs> are, you, are you going down to Georgia? I'm here now. What? I thought you were here this weekend. I was going to be, and an so opportunity good. presented itself. So Key I choice last night. Right there. <laughs> I'm proud of you for getting up this morning and doing this. Oh, I uh, left at 8 o'clock last night. Like, so, don't even lie. You're down there for that Valdosta rally, aren't you? <laughs> I don't know anything about that. But all of those people are going to get COVID and die. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> Why are people so stupid? I mean, I'm stupid, too. But, like, I'm not getting in large crowds of people. I'm just limiting it to, like... One person <laughs> you should not be sitting <laughs> I mean, you know, who keeps who you keep finding out knows more and more people, you know, oh, I mean, she, she she is. Yeah. Have you ever known anybody like wherever you went? They just knew somebody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She is that person. Mm. We were in um, Pine Mountain mm-hmm. and ran into somebody that she knows. Good Lord. We could go to freaking Montana. She would run into someone that she knows. She'd be like, hey, I know that moose. Yeah. <laughs> so it's very, it's, it's weird. So, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I mean, we, we've known each other forever. So, and she's lived here forever. So she knows she was very active in the community. still is. And so she knows a lot of people. Yeah. So. Um, it, it creates problems, obviously. So complications. But, yeah, you know. 
That's what hotel rooms are for. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I hope she never hears this. Yeah, don't tell her it exists. So you said you won't post it anyway. So who knows? <laughs> I mean, I probably will at some point. So well, if you do, hi Marie, hi Jacob. <laughs> if you happen to listen to, I feel like podcast listening has really gone down this year. I know um, I have listened a lot less. I, I I mean, I've been obsessed with fake doctors, real friends, but that's about it. That's you and my boss need to just hook up, and that'll be the end of it. He's, he loves that too. Yeah, he's not my type, man. He's not. <laughs> Momoa-esque enough Like he doesn't have the long flowing hair And the Like Granite I mean the dude's pretty fit Like The the reality is he's not taken So he's not appealing I mean probably (laughs) Sorry That's not always true Couldn't help it Couldn't help it He's not damaged enough for me Oh I would probably say that's not true at all (laughs) He's like Michael Scott levels of damage, but with many different social layers to that. <laughs> oh, I had the office will be off Netflix in a few weeks. I haven't even heard it play on our TV in our house in so long. It's strange. That's weird. It is. Yeah. But we were obsessed with Bob's Burgers. That's become our comfort show. Oh my god. Yeah. It's so good. It's also truly all their kids are Ezra in one kid. Ezra's them in one kid. <laughs> and she is definitely Lynn. And I am definitely Bob. And there's an episode where they're trying to do Valentine's Day. And she gets like a advent calendar for Valentine's Day, basically. And everything she tries to do for Bob goes poorly. Because he's just like, what do I do? What What do I do? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. What do I do? What you want me to do what now? And I'm like, and she's, as we're watching it, we have this bad habit of like cutting it, our eyes as we're smiling at each other. <laughs> and there's not a single episode in the last like maybe 15 that we watch where we don't do that because we don't immediately see one or the other in that moment. Yeah, it, it's such a fantastic, like funny, like non, like, it, it just doesn't, it ticks all these boxes without being, uh, it doesn't have a real message other than like sometimes people suck man um have you seen the one where the restaurant catches fire no okay like i mean that that it's a um uh what what's the kurosawa movie all the different points of view yeah so how'd you know what i was gonna i don't uh, know it's (laughs) i don't know it's just a gift i have it is a, a Rashomon episode where, like, the, the restaurant catches fire, and it's, like, whose fault is it? And it, Bob struggling so desperately not to come unglued on the people that he loves most in the world. And it's so heartwarming where it's just like, he's just like, don't be shitty, Bob. <laughs> like, just don't, don't tell your kids how much you want to just kill them right now it's the anti-simpsons man you know homer not strangling bart you know it is true he really like they really do love their kids and there's there's a a one that we watched recently is when the i know there's so many episodes it's such a daunting thing that we're doing but um but the kids basically gene throws a a diehard musical in the basement (laughs) That's the best episode. It's so good. But but the them 
in the office of the guidance counselor, his name I can never remember, um, uh, try, being like, no, I'm sure I'm sure our kids did the right thing here. I'm sure like, and even as it gets worse, they're just like, no, 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 this is okay. So they need to, and then it's like, but they need to finish their show. Like they're really, yeah. they're so supportive. And like, so all this chaos is happening and it's funny, but then you're like, they're incredibly supportive. It's very strange how supportive they are. Yeah. Like for, for strange in terms of what you see on TV. Uh, did you, have you seen the Capoeira episode? What is that? The Brazilian jiu-jitsu dude with the ponytail that like whips it around. Yes, but that one we watched a while back. I don't remember. Okay, yeah, I remember well, it, but I don't remember it. Yeah, because Tina wants to take the class because she's in, and then like Bob is like really supportive, but also hates that dude. Yes, <laughs> it's just like, I love how they it's don't so shame crazy TV. man. They they really they get so awkward about Tina, but they don't shame her. And it's very yep. nice because yeah, like that. Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> the was, uh, the pony episode, the pony episode. That's another great one. Oh yeah, that was where he has to go, go to the convention. Cover. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, He's like Tina, this is all really weird, but I'm gonna do it for you. I love how Gene is basically like Patton Oswalt, but a kid. Like it's there's like this voice thing going on with him that for like we have to go. It's not Patton Oswalt. <laughs> Because it feels like someone's doing Patton Oswalt. And I love that. And I love how all of the people who you think are ladies are men in real life. And that amuses me too. Yep. Uh, that dude that plays Gene, uh, Eugene Merman, mm -hmm. he has a stand-up special mm -hmm. that is absolutely fantastic. Um, Does he sound to... like Gene in real life? Or is that yeah, like a... that's, that's, it, it's a little bit like higher in... Uh, yeah. Are more annoying as Gene, but he does sound like that. Okay. Um, I, it's it was on a streaming service like Amazon Prime or uh, Netflix or Hulu or something. Um, I'm sure you could you find it. Um, yeah. I'll uh, I'll try to find it and send it to you. So, um, cool. it's he's really really funny. Um, that whole cast is pretty funny. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's. It's a big favorite when I mean, we basically, if we watch anything, it's always like palate cleansers, watch a Bob's and then go to bed. There is an episode of Archer. Um, Cause you know, uh, he also does the voice of Archer. Mm -hmm. um, that uh, was actually a season. They were on a hiatus for a while and it comes back and he'd been gone and went like undercover or something. I don't remember. And the opening of the season is them getting him and it's him as Bob. So it's funny now that you say that. I rem I've seen that, but at the time it was not relevant the same way. Like I knew what joke they were making, but it wasn't relevant. And now I really want to go back and watch that because I, it, I would get it more. I was. I remember watching. And it was like, oh my god, this is amazing. Um, you should also maybe uh, since you have HBO Max, Home Movies is on HBO Max. If you never watch that, you should go back and watch it. Yeah, I remember watching a little bit back in the day, and I liked it, but I don't, I don't have strong memories of it at all. I think you would dig it. That's kind of where I uh, got introduced to H. John Benjamin, who I think is just fucking... He's the best. Oh, I, 
And so he did a great um, video with there's a, there's a YouTube guy. Uh, it's called Binging with Babish. It's a he's a cook, he's yeah. a chef. He makes like TV and movie related stuff. It's his, it's fun. It's a fun cooking show. Um, he makes the imaginary pie from Hook, and that's a super fun episode. Um, but he does one where he skypes with H. John Benjamin, and they make margaritas. But there's like a little bit of a delay and. It's just he 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 makes it very fun. He makes it very very fun. Um, but he's got that voice and he's got his, his very dry humor. But he's also it's I don't know. It's like a short like five minute one. You should watch that. So binging with Babish and H. John Benjamin Margarita. Very fun. I have to check that out. It's amazing how much his voice can do without. He always sounds like him, but like Bob sounds like Archer. But there's still like this distinct difference. Between Bob and Archer. Mm-hmm. Like, it's no, amazing. Um, Coach McGurk on home movies is the same way. Like You're like, I know that's H. John Benjamin. And it sounds just like every other character, but also different. It's weird how he can do that. I think I'm like two seasons behind on Archer. I always do this. I always get behind and then like binge it like crazy. I think I need to catch up on Archer. Like it, sure. it, it, so th- there was this like weird three or four season arc where he was in a coma and every season was different. Yeah. Like, I started that. I, I think drink. I got the, like the eighties Coke one. Yeah. It, it's, it's a lot of up and down. Um, this season they're back. Like he's out of the, mm-hmm. and, and it's, it's fantastic. But yeah, the, the coma episodes, those three or four seasons are, are a lot of up and down. I need to watch Dr. Cats. He was on Dr. Cats too. And I never got into it. Yeah. I never watched that. I wonder if I it's know about HBO it. Max. Everything's on HBO Max. <laughs> including our DNA. They've got it all. The actual thing to happen in 2020. <laughs> it's a great service. I mean, it really is. Uh, uh, yeah. The Turner Classic Movie stuff that's on there, too, is amazing. Yeah. Um, my mother-in-law and I, we've talked. I talked to her, and we're going to do a essentially a media club. And once a month, we're gonna we're gonna have watch something and then get together and have dinner and talk about it. Um, and so um, she has like whatever services I have, I'm sharing with her on her TV down there. And so we're gonna do um, on the town the musical, um, which is on HBO Max. Like it's just crazy, like it, what's available there. But then we all have access and it's easy and we can watch it and it's a, a beautiful. Uh, transfer so it looks good and we're just gonna chit chat about it. we're gonna do this once a month but max made it happen i've been trying to get courtney to do that i mean i i think she's a little nervous because she was like i don't know as much about movies i was like well it's not really about knowledge it's just about chit chat it's very low-key i said podcasting is not an inquisition it's just hanging out and think of it like we're just hanging out that That'd sounds awesome so we're going to do it, but not record it. Just have fun and eat dinner and talk about. I told her to watch that. And then I don't know. I've never seen it. But basically, it's do you know what On the Town is? Frank Sinatra. It's a musical and it's like the sailors that came yeah. to town. Yeah. So I said, watch that. And then if you because she wanted some other context, I said, and then watch Hail Caesar, which sort of uplifts and takes down that whole time period in Hollywood. I still um, haven't seen it. I need to watch it. You would love it um but there's a great humorous parody of the sailors coming to town but it's like channing tatum and a couple other people and they're definitely all gay but they don't know that <laughs> but they don't know that's what they're singing it's very funny 
so there's also a great moment where they bring like a priest, a rabbi, and like an Episcopalian minister into a boardroom to have them <laughs> explain whether or not their religious epic was accurate about Jesus. <laughs> so good. Um, anyway, um, watch Hail Caesar and start a media club with Courtney. But I do have to, to wrap up now because I have to get on a meeting at 10. Yeah, stupid corporate world. No kidding. No kidding. Well, this did is you, fun. Did you write your page? I'm writing it. I'm almost done. I'll okay. finish that before I sign off today and mail it to you. Yeah. Email, not mailing. <laughs> yeah, I finished mine this morning. So Awesome. Oh, yeah, I'll have it to you before I sign off. Okay. Well, man, have a good day and safe uh, whatever you do down there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know exactly what I do down there, but apparently it's amazing. I, yeah, nice to everyone have a better tomorrow and uh i'm free next week if you want to do it again absolutely sounds good man have a good weekend you too bye, bye.